Welcome back to System in the Trivia, the podcast where we make disgusting noises with our mouths. This is Brent. I'm all out of ducks. I am Jathan's white hot burning rage. <laughs> yeah. Wait, didn't Jathan introduce himself as white hot burning? I, I feel like that's a, a reference to something. It's a couple seasons. It was a, a couple seasons ago. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I did that. You definitely did. Oh, wait, you know what? You might have said white hot marsupial rage or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> No, we'll figure it out. Said he was a Mursuit. Well, I'll see if I can look it up. I don't we'll think I'll be up. able to. It's such a weird search term. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I might have it here in my notes. <laughs> I am Jathan's white hot marsupial rage pouch. And that was from 830 of 2018. 2019. 2019. Uh, wait, yeah, wait, August 30th, 2019. Do you know which episode that was? Or... Hey, did we scare Mystic Rule off? Where's she been? No, yeah, no he's, fucking clue. He's there. I, yeah, he's Shout out to Mystic Rule. What's up, yeah. what's up, what's up, what's up dude? And uh, A Mayor drinks. All you guys. Y'all rock. We love you. Control bite I mean, for really, life. But, you know. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Are you guys, did you get out of your system or did you just want to shout out everyone in the channels? Shout out to Brent. Shout out to Jedi Jeff. <laughs> he's not even in. Yeah, yeah, he's in or, Discord. He's in Discord? Shout out to shout out to Katie and uh, Brent's wife. He's not in Discord. Yeah, yes. Who is it? What's his handle? Jedi Jeff. No. Shirtless ham. (laughs) 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 If he if he ever actually does join our Discord, I'm changing his nickname to Shirtless Ham. (laughs) Someone remind me. I double dog dare you to do it. I double dog dare you to do it. Yeah, well remind me, because I will forget. But Okay, alright. Brent, so when he joins, yeah. change his nick to not now. <laughs> when you said you said remind you, you, you didn't say, you didn't specify you didn't specify when to remind you. You just said to oh, remind you. God. Dude, shout out to Nasbeg. <laughs> shout out to Nasbeg. What's up, dude? If you want an extra oh. special shout out, join our Discord oh, and let us know, and we'll uh, we'll shout you out. Yeah, the episodes do lag behind by about a year, so you won't hear for a while. But <laughs> what do you mean a year? At least two months. It, it's two weeks. It's a week and a half between Months, weeks. And... Who, who, who pays attention to that time frame? I do. I, I'm the one that has to release it. Yeah, okay, anyways. I mean, anyways. Anyways. Tonight we are talking about HTTP2. Are we going on a jailbreak? No. HTTP3 and Quick. Cube. Q-U-I-C. Cube. HTTP Cube. It, no. What? What? No. What? That's not a thing. HTTPQ? <laughs> Alright, you know, I'm just gonna pretend I didn't even hear that, because otherwise I don't wanna I don't wanna burn the brain cycles off. Okay. Wow. Man. That's Gosh, what she this said. Has been, this has been hell of a week. Yeah. Yeah. Like the past week, because like The last we, seven days have been dude, shit have been shit. Have don't even get me ferrets. started. We have tuna ferrets, and we thought both of them were getting sick or choking or something so we'd run him to the emergency vet like 400 some dollars later oh he's just got some kind of cold it's like all right well fuck some kind of cold you can't tell with ferrets you know you gave your ferret covid no he'd he'd have to have covid to give the ferret covid and i'd have to have covid yeah i know i might have have it it. you don't know i don't think he has i don't know well if i didn't have it i'd be asymptomatic if i don't didn't think I had it, but I did have it. I'd be asymptomatic, and those don't spread. So, no, they do spread. No, we've been over this. So, okay, doctor scientist, it's like four hundred some dollars. Jesus, for one of them, 
And then the other one, I think we took her during the day. So it was a little bit less expensive, but it's still up there, right? And then our dishwasher fucking breaks. So I had to get a new dishwasher and get that installed. And it's a Bosch. 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 I thought it was Bosch. Bosch. I don't know. Either way, it's one of those European things. It's an appliance that it's sucks. An appliance. No, that Bosch, you have to... I've heard were pretty good. Well, whatever. That's it failed on you, so it sucks. Okay? No, no, that's not the one that I replaced. That's oh. the new one. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. The one oh, I replaced was oh. a Kenmore, I think. Came to the house. Like, I don't know. Uh, okay, World Kenmore's... Kenmore's, Kenmore's Maytag. Trash. It was a Maytag. Maytag is... Me. Maytag is... Meh. Yeah, I yeah. thought I thought Maytags were supposed to, to be nah, pretty good. They, but they were back in the day, but their quality so control is... Yeah, it's, mm. it's pretty much shit. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's six years old, so a bit early for a dishwasher, but whatever. Yeah, so we so we bought a Bosch. But the problem is the... Normally it'd be like, you know, maybe an hour to get the thing all snug and ready to go. But the mm-hmm. problem is I didn't have an outlet in the dishwasher cabinet. I just had, you know, a line. What? I just had Romex. And so the... what did they just... Well, yeah, so on the Maytag, it would just wire right into the the Romex, right? It's okay. Just a couple wire nuts and, you know, you're yeah, good yeah. to go. The Bosch doesn't let you do that. Why it not? have exposed leads. Well, you can make the leads exposed, you know. All you need is some wire cutters. I, <laughs> I, I could. I didn't feel like cutting apart the cable, and I figured, you know, like... Ah, Whatever. Was... Like, I already had the box there. Was... I just, I'll buy a receptacle and just slap it in there. Okay. But it was such a cramped little corner, and it's like 12 gauge, so I'm like fighting with it the entire time. Uh, and it's and it's that it's that real bendy stuff, too, that like you like, are not... Oh, yeah, it's like real that thick. real stout yeah, stuff, gauge. so, so yeah, like yeah. you have to like bend it into place, and yeah, it's, a real, yeah, it was it's a real bitch, isn't it? It was. It was. Getting it shaped was fine. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem moving the wire and shaping the wire... Getting it into, like, behind the screws, the terminal screws yeah. for the receptacle, that was the hard part. Yeah. It was just too cramped. How, and, yeah. how, hard, how hard was it? Immensely hard. It was, that's, it was that's very annoying. Said. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> but I got that done. You know, that, that sucked, like, three hours of my life away. Yeah. But it's working fine now, and everything's everything's good. But it's just been, I just feel like it's been one thing after another this past, like, we you know what? It, it comes in threes. You know that, right? So, like, we had our well pump go out. Mm-hmm. We had our AC crap out. And then my wife is picking up one of the daughters from school. And the van starts shake, acting up. Uh-oh. So, all it was was spark plugs. So, like, a couple hundred bucks later. Uh. But, you know, it was just that one more bill on top of yeah. two others that were, you know, not necessarily insubstantial. But it, it, it adds up. They you know? add up. They add up. And it's yeah. just like, what, what, what else can go wrong? Yeah, you know, but then wait, you're I shouldn't you say that. That's the stock on wood. <laughs> right. You'll, you'll jinx it. Right. Doesn't right. homeownership sound so fun, Jathan? Sure. Are you, are you still excited for it? I mean, yeah, because you know what's really not fun is paying $1,900 a month for a thousand square foot apartment. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. What the hell, dude? That's Colorado, man. a month? That's yeah. like New York City almost. No. No. Not New York Not City. even close outer, to New York outer, City or San Francisco. Outer, outer, outer New, New York, York City. City. Outer New York City. I'll get outer New York City, sure. But probably nicer conditions than outer New York City. But definitely a better view. Yeah. Definitely a better yeah, view, yeah. for sure. Yeah. But still, you still. know, that's very expensive. And then you have an airport next to you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so that's cheap for... <laughs> what do you mean? 
cheap. Airport, yeah, airports drive real estate prices down. No, uh, probably not. Mm. Also, a, I mean, like we're a, not that they close do. to it. It's like they a do, small airport, isn't it? It's like a tiny yeah. airport, mm. right? Yeah. So it's not like a major. I mean, traffic. this is the same as the same amount that we paid for rent at our old place too, and it was not next to a fucking. Uh, well, uh, okay. what was the size? Yeah, it was the same. It was basically the same. We're just in a different town now. Like, were you in front of a highway? So it was the same square footage. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Were you like right off a highway? Weird. Because that'll drive the price down too. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No, the was old it, one was, was definitely it a slum? No. You move into a slum? No. Although wait, you moved during the pandemic bullshit, right? Oh yeah, that's the problem right there. You moved during the pandemic. Yeah. What the heck, man? Yeah. You should know better that'll, than that. That'll drive what are you the talking price about? Yeah, no. real estate prices have been insane ever since the lockdown. This is just the price here. Go look up what rent costs here, dude. Uh we're good. Yeah, I'll do it later. We're not really if interested I, in that right now. Welcome back to this. Zillow Administ Trivia. Yes, <laughs> Zillow where, we, where we go shopping for JPON. Real, Excuse me, this is Realer.com. Real estate administrivia. Zillow sucks ass. Uh, you know, so I found that Redfin... I think it's... Redfin is probably the best. Well, Realer.com so is thing. number two. Here's the thing. Redfin's best on price accuracy, on value. Huh. Huh, okay. Zillow is best on actual descriptions of the house, of the property. Huh. Okay, but here's my issue with Zillow, is they're so far behind when something is under contract... Yeah, yeah that is never right. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Uh, so you go on Zillow and you find something you're like, oh, this is sweet, and then you go look on literally any other website and they're like, sold a week ago, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, sold last month for a million dollars. What? What? Yeah. We were watching House Hunters talking about buying a house. We're watching House Hunters and they had some NFL star on there. They were looking at a house that was two point two five million, and mm. the wife said, or the husband said, how much is it? And she said. Over my budget, and then they showed how much the house was two point two five million. I'm like, okay, if you're buying a house in the millions, mm-hmm. you know, like, stop it, <laughs> just stop it. Yeah, you don't have a this budget. Is, I said this to Jeff earlier. This is like the worst time to be looking at property to buy. It, it really is. You know? It really, really is. I mean, it's okay That's to the do thing, it. Though, is but it's really hard to know if it's going to get better or worse. It's going to get think better because it will be I a buyer's to guess, market. It's going to get worse for about. Three to five years, and then it's exactly drop way back down. I agree with that. I think, but that's the problem. Worse, it's like worse for buyers or worse for sellers. For buyers, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, part of it also is China keeps buying up properties. That's weird. I mean, it I don't know anything weird. about that, but mostly there's a huge. Well, they got to put people, people somewhere. They're not putting anyone in them. Huge number of people. A million people are born every second in China. <laughs> no. Yes. There's a huge number of people because of the pandemic yeah. mm-hmm. who are trying to move out of cities. Right. Right. So for a while, it makes like, sense to do that. The markets in, you know, more of like what is what's the word that I'm trying to think of? Inner cities? No, no, not cities. The opposite of cities, like rural, rural? areas. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I don't know why. Uh, it's been a long week. Say that again. In rural cities, actually, it was becoming more affordable than cities to buy, at least. Yeah. But, of course, if you worked in a city, then it was kind of like you were screwed because you had to commute and all that. But now, with people trying to move out of cities for the time being, which was driven in a large part by the pandemic, it's just driving up prices all the hell over the place. Yeah. Thanks, New York. But thanks also New thanks, York. New York. Because, thanks, New like, York. My, my, house, my house's value jumped, like, a third of the price. Yeah, I think mine's, like, Mine's gone way up too, which yeah. is 
great. But I don't. But I. But I know that's. Yeah. But I know that's not going to be forever. So. Yeah. But oh yeah, and the tax. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. This is a sore subject right now. We should avoid. So Jason, when are you going to buy a house? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm just kidding, man. I'm just kidding. Okay. TBD. TBD. What What does that mean? Can you tell me what that means? You know, to be dicked. To be dicked. Yeah. Don't be so Actually, rude. it's to be in debt. <laughs> As it were. In debt? What are you in yeah. debt to? Who are you indebted T-B-I-D. to? I'm going to be in debt if I buy a house. That's true. That's true. That's very true. Absolutely. Yeah. Pretty good debt, though. No, not but really bad debt right now. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting... Okay, we're getting we're getting back into the subject, but you're definitely not getting the value if you buy a house right now that, that you think you could be getting. It will, it will definitely... Well, between that and, like... Any renovations or remodeling you want to do? Yeah. 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 And even just the, the normal bullshit you have to do. It. Like, even if the house is built in the last, like, three years, you still got to sink a little bit of money into it if you just buy it. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so that plus the huge market inflation right now. Like. Yeah. It's just really not worth it to buy a house right yeah. now. Like, I you mean. I don't think you would ever be able to get your house to the value you bought it at. Unless let alone you get a really good deal. Which mm, I doubt it depends where, are. too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Middle of bumfuck nowhere, though. Like middle of bumfuck. Oh, yeah, well, I, I'm okay with yeah, that okay. because right now I got freaking turd burglars driving down my street who are you know <laughs> middle of the night and they're obviously on a racetrack because they're driving as fast as they can and making as much noise as they can. Hayden, and I'm just I'm definitely an old Hayden. man now at this point because what the fuck? Teenagers what? live everywhere. I know, man. I know. Skateboarding is a crime. <laughs> Listen, if they were skateboarding, it'd be fine because they'd be fucking no. quiet. It'd be a lot more quiet. This skateboarding is absolutely <laughs> prime, and you should not do it. Down my streets is driving me fucking nuts, man. I'm gonna start laying out spike strips. Probably <laughs> I, illegal, but I won't the, tell on you. Very illegal. Very no, illegal. It's my probably ass. illegal. I'll do it. It's definitely. Who's gonna find out who bought them? Right, right exactly. It's not gonna have fingerprints on them. Well, I mean, you'd have to get all your neighbors in cahoots with you. That's fine. I got all neighbors. Prob- Peyton, are you prepared for that level of cahoots, though? Absolutely. Getting all of I your stories neighbors, straight? And I got old like, neighbors. All of you just, and yeah, they, the spike strips just showed up one day. And it's not like all this right, will well, be published to the to the internet and other people will be able to hear it. All right, well, use <laughs> cash. Delete this episode. Use cash, wear a disguise. Use signal, use tour. Wear rubber gloves <laughs> when you put them down. Not rubber gloves. A lot of good advice here. <laughs> anyway, yeah, if you're going to commit a crime, definitely use signal and tour. Yeah, use signal, use tour. <laughs> And maybe and not also, broadcast it on a open podcast. Right, right, right. right. Up and to also, you. David but... Chipman sucks ass. Baby killer. Who? David Chipman. Who's that? The ATF nominee. nominee. Oh, okay. hey, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Him. He's the a piece the of whole shit. Waco thing. Yeah. A, uh, listen, we are definitely when did a start very to get 2A, political. We are a very two A yeah, friendly no. podcast, but we hate Oracle Agile. Yeah, I think we can all agree. We hate, yeah, I don't really hate Agile. Shut up. Yeah, we know. Your opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't. I don't okay. do you, would you say you love Agile? Just kidding, Jay. I don't love it, but I don't dislike it. I'm. I mean, it's still kind of new for me. You don't love it, but you don't dislike it, so you like it. No, I'm neutral. Uh-huh. That, what? You either like it or you the don't. The correct like framing it. would it's be you love one. it or you hate it or yeah. you like it or you dislike it. What the fuck, man? That's okay, so fine. Weird. I'm just gonna say it then. I like it. Okay. I don't love it. So weird. I don't love it. Where's the rules channel? You, rules channel. You, this is an Oracle yeah. hostile server. This is an Agile hostile yeah. server. This is an Apple hostile server. Yeah, so I... <laughs> sea cucumbers are not scary, Jathan. 
and RFC seven two fifty eight, though well intentioned, was a mistake. Yeah. So I added a rules channel, but like it's not really relevant to, of course it's not. <laughs> to the server at all. Of course it's not. It's just <laughs> it's just it's funny. like a soapbox. Yeah, that's why I did. I, I hope people would laugh at it. Have you guys had enough bants? Are we good on the I've bants? Had, I, feel, I think, yeah, I think let's we're move along. Feel banted, banted, well banted. You know, I honestly think that this is some of the best bants that we've had in a while. Because we got we I covered, the wide, best, but it's pretty covered, good. covered, covered a man. wide range of topics. No. Jathan was mostly silent, which was good. And, uh, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. So. That also, that picture drinking? is creepy, Jathan. Which picture? House with dolls. Yeah. What? Did you not see that? No, I didn't so, I, I was, on our Discord, you will see this picture, by the way. I was looking at Zillow earlier, and there was this house, and I was like, okay, clicking through the pictures, and this oh, is just this creepy. one. Oh, those are dolls. Fuck. That is this creepy. This is so creepy, dude. I you know, like, why would you put that dolls. in the listing? Like, I've <laughs> never liked these kind of dolls, ever. A wall of dolls. Oh god, that's creepier. Okay, especially if they're like you're in the officially cabinet. fired. Or like a children's room, but like you can tell it's only for the doll. Like mm-hmm. everything's doll sized, but it's a kid. It's a like a full size kids room, mm-hmm. and there's a doll in the bed. Ever since I saw the Dexter episode where he walked into the house and it was upstairs and there was a doll in the rocking chair, I've just been like freaked out by dolls. Mm. Did I tell you All about right. the guys? Anyway, did anyway. I tell you about the? I mean, it was built as a house, but it's it's kind of not. It was. I'm pretty sure it was a childcare center, but it had okay. a murder basement because it had, sta- it had a door to the basement, and it had a basement, but the stairs to the basement were completely missing, and the light was broken. Oh yeah, that's perfect. That's great. And the light was the wires to the light switch were exposed, so like that that's a death trap right there. You're just you're asking for mm-hmm. something, mm-hmm. Uh, and then mm-hmm. you're like, all right, this is I'm getting creeped out, like. I feel like someone's waiting for me to die here. What, why wouldn't you just turn around and leave? Oh, I was too curious. So that, but this the is funny how part people is like, get killed. <laughs> so then well, the I agent really and I curious, were so like, I all right, well, the let's, door. My, the agent and I were like, all right, let's look at the second floor. So we go up to the second floor and keep in mind, this is like a, chi- this used to be a childcare center. Like it was a house they converted into a child, childcare center, but then they're, they're selling it as a house again. So you go up to the second floor and you take this, the hallway just stops until you get to the end of the hallway, and then there's, like, this hidden second hallway to, off to the side. Like, it's an L-shaped hallway, but, like, you can't tell from looking. Like, it's just this weird maze thing. And then you walk into that room from that L, that hidden L-shaped hallway type thing, and I don't know what it was, but I'm almost positive it was a blood stain on the, on the floor. Like, it could have been a shit stain, or it could have been dry blood. And I'm leaning more towards dry blood. And... That was when I was like, "All right, we're leaving." And my real estate agent was like, "Well, what's you know, what's what's the big deal? Let's, let's feel it creepy. out. It's fine. Yeah, it's yeah, all right. Yeah. Like, Nobody's ever died here before go. that I'm aware yeah, of." Like she was fine with it. And then the other part is like, then we went to another house. I, I think it was a different time. She got super bad vibes from it. Like she was creeped out. Your and realtor was, fine. was. Yeah. Oh yeah. She yeah yeah. I went to high school with her, so it was like oh. You know. Well, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you this, man. I mean, we looked at a house that's around the corner from us, and. We had to go through the bathroom up this hidden flight of stairs. It was hidden in the bathroom for whatever reason. And then up at the top, the f- when you got wait, up there. Wait, 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 wait. The flight of stairs was hidden in the bathroom. Yeah, so you had the. You what had do the you mean hidden? Floor. Like you had to pull the toilet up or something? Fucking Christ. So you had the main floor, and then you went upstairs, uh-huh. and through the bathroom and the upstairs, there was a door that was. It was a door, so you opened it, and then there was a flight of stairs in That's the bathroom. That's so fucking weird. It is. And then you go up that, and so that, now you're in, like, the attic, 
and there was a chalkboard, yeah. and on the chalkboard it said, get out. I was like, all right, this creepy as fuck. <laughs> we what? did not buy that house. Yeah, no kidding. But anyway. Man. That's but like you, the stories you hear on like Reddit and stuff about like some guy who buys a house and then like a year later he finds out someone else, the, like the previous owner who got evicted never actually left and was hiding in the cupboards the whole time or something like that. Like that's that kind of shit. Yeah. All right. So anyway. <laughs> All right. So anyway. And that really happened. That, there was at least one instance that comes to mind in Japan where that happened. What's I'll everybody drinking? Yeah. What, what's everyone drinking? I'll go first. I, uh, I, go ahead. Keep it go ahead, Brent. I'm you drinking another Troganator. I was going to drink an Angry Orchard Crisp Apple, but I decided to go with the Troganator instead. Troganator. I wasn't feeling the cider. I thought I was, but I'm not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. It's the same. It's the same beer I was drinking last episode. Jathan, what are you drinking? Michelob Ultra. Okay. All right. Okay. It's weird. Mickey weird. You. But okay. Weird. Weird flex, but okay. I am drinking currently PBR. Okay. Oh, yep. Breakfast of Champions. Paps, Pabst. Pabst. And I don't even know how to say it. Pabst. 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 And then I also had I also had a couple swigs of the uh, the new Amsterdam vodka. Made okay. in, actually, it's actually made in old Amsterdam. So just Amsterdam? <laughs> Pretty sure it's made in New York, dude. Pretty sure it's made in... You don't know what you're talking about. Pretty sure it's made in your mall. Pretty sure it's made in your mom's toilet. I don't know. Be weird. Does uh, it anyway. taste like it's... Does it taste like it was made in a toilet? No, it's actually... Is it like yeah, prison, yeah. prison vodka? No, no, it's definitely not prison vodka. It's, it's good. Okay. It's good. Right. It's it's not it's not like the best vodka I've ever had in my entire life, but it's it's good. Now, I'm not a vodka guy, so I, I, I don't know. know anything about vodka. kind of a wuss. But Sorry. what... No, I, I'll do whiskey and rum, but I don't do vodka. Okay. What, what is the best vodka that you've ever had in your entire life? What is the best best vodka yeah i had some ciroc one time that was really good like it was just really really good mm. it goes down smooth yeah but i that's a because like it's not something you want to drink every week yeah i wouldn't want to drink ciroc every week yeah that's but a little like, bit expensive and th- but then the, the stuff that i drink every week would be like stoli but that's not like the best vodka i've ever had mm. so like to answer okay, your question it's, serviceable. it's depends on what, I, what I'm drinking it for. Am I drinking it to get drunk? Right. And I'm going to go with the cheapest shit I can find. Mm. And I'll probably doctor it the first few times with some orange juice or whatever. And then go from there. You yeah, might as well just go with Everclear at that point, though. No, 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 no. It's got to be vodka. <laughs> but, uh, okay, okay. You know, that Buckeye Vodka is actually, was actually like the greatest mix between being able to just drink it to get drunk and also to enjoy it. Like, okay. You, you know? Fair. Yeah. I wouldn't say that it was my absolute favorite, but if I could go to a store and pick out vodka, I would probably pick that one out every time. You know, just to, mm. just to, you know. Jathan, which version of Amsterdam are you drinking? Michelob Ultra. Oh, that's how you did say that. You know, Mickey, you. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, boys. Here we go. Hayden. Why don't you give us your tip? What's what's your tip for this? Well, my tip this time is actually a a very small discussion. It's a very small discussion. Uh We've talked about it a little bit before. We made some offhand comments. But basically, copying from Stack Exchange or other places online where you find a command that you need to run. And basically, what I'm going to say is you should copy it from the browser or what have you. And then to like a notepad or some other neutral source... 
and then you mm-hmm. can go from there because there are oftentimes can be things hidden in those copy commands that are malicious or you know can cause further problems. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to hear your opinions on that and if you would do anything differently. Like I said, a mini discussion because you know. Yeah, I usually if I if I get a snippet from Stack Overflow, I just kind of look at it. I it's very very rare that I actually copy and paste it because I'm usually chasing the very well names anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like and, and you nine, don't do nine that, times but out of ten, Jason does. You know, and so. nine times out of ten, I hate how they do it. Like, yeah. if there's a way to do list comprehension, you very rarely actually see list comprehensions done in Stack Overflow answers. Yeah, but I'll do them anyways, just because I I personally think they're clean. Uh, okay. So I'll you know I I need to rewrite it anyway. So I usually just you know have it open in one monitor and then I'm typing in my IDE in the other. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. What about you, Jathan? I don't really know necessarily what you're talking about in terms of... He's talking about copying and pasting to like a notepad, like a plain yeah. text editor first before popping it in your IDE. Yes, I get that. Well, so that's to avoid like special characters and things like that. But I feel like there that's not a thing that's happening but, uh, on Stack Overflow. Well, I, I said Stack Overflow or other sites. Yeah. Okay. You must not have been paying attention. Do you remember that site I pasted where they were, I don't know if they were null breaks or what, but they were using some some weird non-printable character, but it, it was still exhibiting itself. In... You, you should find that and put it in there. Right uh, but so anyway. To look back but anyway. Yes. What's the problem? Anyway. I don't know. I don't tend to really just go copy things. Usually, if I'm mm. looking for something, it's part of a larger script anyway. So just copying and pasting like a demo function wouldn't make any sense. Uh-huh. So I may copy like a specific line or something if it's like, I don't even know, like some crazy Python one-liner. But like even mm. that, I don't put those in things that I write usually because okay. I don't think they're really readable. Okay. Cool. All right. That mm. was... So basically what we're saying here is... Just copy it straight, put it right into your IDE. It's all good. No problems. Mm. Probably. Yeah. That's what we're saying. Can we can we pour one out for Fastly? Uh, yeah, uh, here, I'll just... <laughs> so, for, for context, and you know, it should be in the show notes, but today's June 9th that we're recording on. And There, I took yes, a beer for Fastly. Yesterday, I think it was. Right? Yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Love so was such an easy game to play. Fast... <laughs> There was apparently, they claim it was a bug in their platform, mm-hmm. I didn't really go into too much more detail, mm-hmm. that was triggered when they set a setting per a specific user. Mm-hmm. And somehow, Did it, it wiped that out everything? brought down their entire service uh-huh. for all their customers. So, if you're not familiar, Fastly is like a really big CDN. They have their fingers in just about everything. There's somebody I was talking to yesterday... Or maybe it was an article I read even, and somebody was like, the CDN you've never even heard of. And I was like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, who hasn't heard of Fastly? Yeah, like, I feel like if you've heard of, if you well, know what a CDN did, is, you've heard of Fastly. Didn't it affect a lot of websites when it went down? Oh, significant amount, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, huge. I think the estimation was, what, like half? It was of, a huge number. Of, yeah, it was a very, very large Amazon. Number. All the big guys, yeah. yeah. Right, all the big players. Yeah. So that, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, so so poor one out for Fastly. So what you what we should say is you should use multiple CDNs to ensure that your site doesn't go down. You know, not really. <laughs> Excuse me. 
I'm not even sure how you do that on the I don't either, level, really. honestly. That's, that's... Yeah, I don't think... You would need some crazy... You'd need a proxy. Dynamic... You would need a reverse proxy. And at that point, like with that much traffic that you'd be handling, uh-huh. it wouldn't be worth it. You might as well yeah, just right. run your own CDN at that point. Right, yeah. right, right. So I think that CDNs probably go down less than the individual sites that use them. Probably. Yeah. So I don't think that it's a problem. Well, I mean, it was a big problem yesterday. It was a big problem Broke yesterday. Broke YouTube. It was a huge problem yesterday. I think it was probably the biggest problem yesterday. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, relative to the problems that you face if you don't use a CDN, it's probably still, you're coming out ahead. Mm. Uh, what? No. What? If you're at the scale of at which a lot of these websites are, yes. Uh, so, the whole reason they do it is to save money. It's not out of necessity. What? Yeah. No, it depends. The bi- no, the Some big people... players, Amazon, for instance, right? Amazon does not need to use a third-party CDN. They absolutely... I mean, hell, they could run their own load balancer and CDN on AWS. That's almost zero cost to them. Almost. So there's not really that, you know, I I don't think that's a really a terribly valid observation. Because if you're that big, you can absolutely build out and run your own CDN. You could, absolutely. Global CDN. I mean, I don't know why Amazon doesn't have their own. They do. Well, they have a product offering, but they don't use it Right. I'm pretty sure they used Fastly and got. Well, I don't know. I mean, they might not use Fastly anymore after this, but. Well, the other thing to think about is like, AW or Amazon did exist before AWS, so yeah. they could have been using Fastly. It could be, but you 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 would think after they awesome. deployed AWS and it's been tested, they're like, you know what, we should move that in house because we have the resources for it. It would be a much cheaper cost. So whatever. But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with that, where if you were a big player and obviously you were banking millions of dollars on your sites being up through Fastly, you could probably just run your own CDN. Now, it may not be as cheap as it would be for Amazon to do it in-house because, you you know, you don't have the supporting infrastructure and all that. But, you know, I'd, I'd be interested in how the cost would break down with that. I would suspect that a third-party CDN would be cheaper, but in-house would be more reliable. That's my guess. But anyways. <laughs> anyways. Do you guys want to talk about web shit now? Yes, please. Yeah, probably. Kind okay. of relevant, honestly. Okay. So, just a brief mention, HTTP 1.1 is the current, I guess you can call it stable HTTP version. Stable? It's, yeah. Like, in, in terms of, like, stable development beta, whatever, right? It's, it's kind of the st- Okay. It, yeah. 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 So, like, it's supported on every client. Right? You're like, talking about HTTP 2? No, 1.1. 1.1. 1.1 oh. yeah. specifically, yeah. Jesus. It's, or 1.0. I mean, they're, they're about equal levels of support now. It's support on every single client out there, right? By now. Every it's client? It's solid. <laughs> every, well, I mean, every web-based client, sure. Like curl, links, mm-hmm. whatever. They can all do it. 1.1 1. 1. 1 is no issue. Yeah. But it has some issues. And HTTP 2 was designed to kind of both address some of those issues and to take advantage of modern network infrastructure, specifically on the ISP carrier level. So HTTP2 was originally Speedy, S-P-D-Y, Dias and Dog. Speedy. Developed by Google. You'll see a lot of Google in this episode. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah, they got... They own the internet. They, you know what, like, I know that's a troll, but at the same time, they kind of do. 
Yeah. And it's, it's disappointing. Well, nobody else has come up with a better internet, I guess. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think anybody else has, number one, the number of engineers they have. So at that point, it's the monkey Shakespeare problem, right? And number two, I don't think they have the clout that Google does. So that's going to be very hard to prove. It's going to be a lot harder to... Like, I'm sure Google engineers, they send an email to the IETF. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure, let's take a look. But then if some Joe Blow has a value of equal worth, and he sends it, and it's like, eh, we'll maybe take a look next month, you know? Right. So that's definitely playing into it, I think. But, yeah, so Google originally developed this protocol called Speedy, basically kind of like a... Zoom, zoom. A prettier version of HTTP. You know, it was, it was designed to be much more, much faster, hence the name, right? And I, I'm pretty sure it's an acronym, but I can I can never remember uh, what it's for. Yeah, give your web the zoomies. And that, over time, has evolved into an open standard, thankfully. And it's, it's you know, codified in an RFC. I'll link to the RFC in the show notes. Called HTTP2. Now, it is pretty widely supported. I'd say, from what I was reading, that is... About 97% of browsers yeah. currently support HTTP2. That's what I saw. In current use, that is. 97% of browsers in current use. And it is fully backwards compatible with HTTP 1.1. So if you have a client that only supports 1.1, you don't have to worry. You know, it, it'll work just fine. Well, technically, it's 1.1 with slight modifications because it, it, it keeps all of the same like information completely the same. Yeah, so it's... The 1.1 is basically a fallback. Right. 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 And part of the specification, the protocol itself might not be compatible with 1.1, but the specification states that fallback to 1.1 should be available. Right. So when I say HTTP2, I'm talking mostly about the spec, not so much the the actual protocol. Right. Which might get a little confusing, but bear with us. So, yeah, so it is backwards compatible with 1.1. Now, they had some clearly defined goals, and I'm blatantly ripping this straight from Wikipedia, but I thought they did a pretty good job of stating them. Good job, you Wikipedia people. (laughs) Yeah. So, the first is to negotiate which HTTP version, so 1.1 to whatever, or even non-HTTP protocols. That was something that 2 brought that 1.1 did not have, is you can extend, essentially, the web-based communication to something totally different. So, like, WebRTC, for instance, is a good example of that. You've now got, like, native media streaming almost, almost, like UDP, within the HTTP protocol. And that's that was part of the design goal of HTTP2. It also... You know, like we said, high-level compatibility with 1.1. And primarily, again, going back to the speedy thing, they really wanted to use it to decrease latency. And they do this via a couple methods. They compress the headers, which, you know, might you might think, like, headers? Like, that's just a couple bytes. Like, that's maybe, you know, 200, 300 bytes, whatever. What benefit would that have? You're forgetting that the client, which each can... each you know, URL that's visited, each CSS that gets loaded, whatever, they're all sent, the client sends request headers for all of those. And then the server sends response headers along with the content for all of those. So over time, you know, this adds up. So it is potentially a very beneficial thing. It also supports a server push model. Well, wasn't it faster initially and then it started slowing down because of the whole, wasn't wasn't it part of the whole Web 2.02 thing, kind of? No, Web 2.0 was still, it started on on 1.1 still. Oh, okay. Yeah, Web 2.0. 
I mean, I guess you could say 3.0 did, but that's, you know, that incorporates stuff like our WebRTC and bullshit like that. Right, right, right. But yeah, 2.0 was, was more so really about design and UX than anything, than actual yeah. technology. But I thought, uh, okay, all right, never mind. Carry on. Yeah. Carry on, carry on. Ajax was the, was the king of 2.0. So, yeah, Ajax. Uh, okay, I don't know. Right. So, so the so problem yes. is that HTTP2 brought its own problems. Sort of. Sort of. So, well, I was going to get to that. Let me just get through these. So one is it, HTTP2 also offers server push. So as mobile clients grow, and a lot of them use, you know, I call it a cheap, you know, like a, like a cheap hack or something, but a lot of web clients... Uh, web applications on mobile devices just use a regular website render and that's it so yeah as a part of this on the mobile platform you want a server push model because then the client doesn't have to constantly pull and drain this battery or whatever http2 natively implements that you have pipelining requests which is basically a, a more efficient model of requests a new session a, a new connection doesn't need to be open for each request you make you know Right. It attempts, and this is this is touching into what Jathan was talking about, I think. It attempts to fix the head-of-line blocking issues in HTTP 1.1 and 1.0 and so forth. But it doesn't do it entirely. It only partially does it. It yeah, mostly still, fixes it. But it what? can still have issues with multiple streams. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so essentially, it. if you have one stream that drops packets, all of the streams basically are blocked. Yeah, yeah. Whereas well, HTTP and, and three will like not a, do that. Well, isn't there well, like yeah, a, we'll, we'll, a block we'll, or something like that, or because it's all because it's down to the same stream, right? Yeah, 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 and, and that that is the thing. So it multiplexes multiple requests over one single TCP connection. It does not explicitly. Did I didn't I didn't know this. I I for the longest time I thought it explicitly required this. It does not explicitly require HTTPS encryption, hmm. but. Pretty much every client implementation out there requires it. Like all the web browsers, they won't do HTTP2 unless it's over TLS. So on paper, it's not required. Per the spec, it's not required. In practical terms, pragmatically, yeah, it's kind of required. So, you know, that is an option. But it does specify that for HTTPS, it requires TLS 1.2 or above, which is good. You know, there's been a a lot of issues with TLS and SSL below that version. With the ALPN extension, which is basically how you get virtual hosting working with certificates. And it has kind of a alternative redirection method. You know, with HTTP 1.1, you can serve a 301, 302, and it, it redirects to a different URL, right? Either permanently or temporarily. HTTP 2 introduces the alternative service header, which, interestingly, I don't recall reading this in the RFCs. It might be in there. There isn't an RFC for the for the alternative service header. There's a draft. And I'll, I'll link to all these all these documentations, by the way. But the way I see it is it lets a client... It lets you have, like, a client-controlled load balancing and a client-controlled failover. And that was interesting to me because then you don't need a load balancing server. You don't need a load balancing or a, a server-side failover system. You can just turn up multiple servers and throw in a header that says, hey, you know, try this one if, if the response is too slow or whatever. That was pretty cool. I believe this, the draft does specify the, that it should only be treated per session, per request, rather than like a, a permanent thing. Like you can't just broadcast a header and then expect it to be valid for the lifetime of, of your service. 
Yeah. Did anyone else have anything to add about HTTP2 specifically? Otherwise, we're going to move on to HTTP3. Well, when you talk about 1.1 being stable, I feel like 2 is fairly stable as well, too, at this point now. I mean, it's been out since, uh, what, 2012 or 13? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... So, I, I mean, stability I would is... Feel, I mean, it's stable. Yeah, it's, it's no longer being drafted or anything right, like that. Right, right, right. But it's not supported by every single client library. And 1.1 But, 1 I mean, is, we're, we're at, like... Wasn't it like 70 some odd percent that supports it, which is a very large percentage. And I mean, 97% people... of browsers, no, not no, libraries. No, 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 no. Oh. Yeah. So like Python, for instance, you need to, you can't use the standard lib library if you want to use HTTP2. You have to use right. a, right. I don't think it might be in standard lib now, but you had to use a different library than the standard URL. Lib. I wonder Sorry. what I was, okay. All right. Well, I mean, basically, you, you I may mean, have basically... seen. It, it, you may have seen you were you were I think you were take, looking at HTTP three because that's seventy one percent of support. But we'll, oh, we'll get yeah, to that yeah, in a second. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll get to that. Well, in a second. I mean, but basically, I said as I said earlier, it's essentially one point one with some improvements. Yeah, but not yeah, a lot it doesn't of them. change a it still whole has, lot. It still has the same drawbacks as one point one, but it's slightly better. Et yeah, cetera, et cetera, et cetera. it's a lessened impact, but the same drawbacks. It, I mean, it is. Like, you can't point a 1.1 client to a, a HTTP2 only stream, like right. the one that disables the backward right. compat. But you can. But, you know, if they do it right, it should be backwards compat. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Jathan, did you have anything to add? No, not really. He's not paying okay. attention. Okay. Did, did I cover everything? No. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm just listening. I mean, you guys are talking and talking and talking. I'm just sitting here listening. You don't Is have it? anything to add? No, I don't think so. Okay. Why not? Well, he's, you know, he's drinking. Oh, so yeah, HTTP, he's, he's vibing, Peter. I'm vibing. Don't vibe check him. I'll, so I'll, I'll, HTTP3 then. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to preface this right away. Quick. Not yet a formal canonized standard. It's not an actual RFC yet. It's it super is quick. in the draft process. The, Quickly drafted. It. Well, it's been drafted. Mm-hmm. There's been multiple drafts. Yeah. What? But HTTP3 is a weird little monster. Yeah, it, I, it goes from. TCP I feel to weird TCP. even calling it a version of HTTP, as Peter just mentioned. Yeah, it uses Quick, which is kind of, which is basically a multiplexed UDP. No longer uses TCP. Yeah, that is immensely is, weird to me. Yeah, well, I mean TCP is like, hey, I'm sending this. Did you get it? And UDP is like, hey, here it is, and it doesn't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. This and here, here's like, a message. And yeah. here and for like visiting a web page. I want to know that my request to see the web page has been received. What the hell? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I didn't. I didn't read all the way through quick, like the RSCs. Yeah, I, I, I didn't but either. It's, I would suspect they have some sort of <laughs> checksumming or integrity mechanism built into it. I'm sure they do. Like, I was just making a TCP UDP joke more than anything else. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I tell you a TCP joke, but. Did you get it? Did it get still it, it get? still feels really weird yeah. innately to me to not use TCP for web traffic. Right. But the good news is because it then uses multiplexed UDP, it completely fixes the head of line blocking issue that 1.1 and 2 suffer yeah. from. Because it, it's got true multiplexing. It's got true multi-channel. Yeah, yeah. The multiplexing has moved down lower into the network stack. Which I was reading something... You were I don't remember when this was. Amazing. I have to see if I can find it. But Wait, when were you doing this? That feature of HTTP3 alone results in like a 12% performance increase over HTTP2. I believe it, yeah. Without yeah. any of the other optimizations or, or changes, you know? Mm-hmm. I, wonder, I wonder, I would love to see what the... 
performance boosts are with 1.1 as well. I'm sure there's a graph somewhere. Because it's it's probably even greater with 1.1 because then you have all of the improvements that one point that two point or that HTTP two brought over 1.1 in terms of performance. Plus, you know, quick. Now I you cannot read about quick or HTTP three or whatever without seeing it described as TCP slash two. Yeah. TCP 2.0. Yeah. The obsolescence for TCP. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's accurate because TCP does still serve a very safe model that quick. I don't think will be able to replace fully. Do I expect to see once it's, you know, formalized do I expect to see a lot more things move to HTTP three. Absolutely. But I don't think it's going to replace the entire TCP stack. I think it'd be weird to completely change how a website is talked to and, you know, oh yeah, well yeah, I'm I'm having like, some cognitive dissonance about it because yeah. it, it seems very in developers. I mean, it's lose their lot. minds, you know. Yeah, yeah. Two HTTP two and three are a lot more complex than one point one and one point I'll tell you that. I don't think I don't even know if you'll be able to read it as plain text in like a packet dump, for instance, like you could with HTTP. So we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, HTTP3 is still under very heavy development. It's quite volatile currently. I it is supported not... by Cloudflare. Well, this is Cloudflare. They, they try and be hip. I do not recommend deploying it yet. I would wait no. until it's actually At least formalized. not HTTP3 only, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, if you want to set it up in your test end, fine, whatever. Knock yourself out. But it's only supported by like 71% of the common browsers out there. Well, and it's changing yeah. so often yeah, I would just skip it until it actually gets formalized and it's fully supported yeah. in both servers and clients. I agree. On that note, Nginx does support a one of the versions of the drafts. I forget which one. I don't think it's the most recent, but Nginx does. They're working on implementing HTTP. Well, they're they're trying working in tandem. Uh, Chrome, Firefox, Edge, and Safari has a hidden feature for it. All support yeah. HTTP three slash three. Right. Well, I, I'm guessing that's. That's how the seventy-one percent, you know, gets. That's how they get that. Right, number. right, right, right. Well, like the, those I are the ones that actually support it. But. I think they're counting mobile versions as different than desktop versions as well, too. As they should, yeah. As they should, yeah. It's weird though when you say like seventy-one percent of browsers. I'm thinking like Safari, Internet Explorer, Firefox, and Chrome, and I'm like, okay, that's four of them. You know. Right. Oh right. yeah. Never mind. There's mobile Firefox. There's mobile Safari. There's and Mobile there's Chrome. different version numbers different, in current right, use. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. So not everyone's running and the most And some of those have numbers. significant differences between them, too. Mm-hmm. Even. So, mm-hmm. so, all right. Yeah, yeah so that is, that is how you get those weird percentages numbers, that 97% and 71%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so moving away from that a little bit, actually, either of you have anything closing on HTTP3? I didn't have a lot for it in my notes because it it's not formalized yet. So, like, I don't know how relevant this episode would be down the line after the RFC passes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, Quick, also developed by Google. So <laughs> Yeah, Google's done a lot of development of HTTP. It's weird, almost. Jason, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. any closing it's remarks on HTTP 3? It's sus. I don't think so. I'm, you know, I'm excited to see where it goes, but yeah, it's, I, mean, it's I thought to... HTTP 2 was coming a lot faster than it did. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I don't did. think we're going to see HTTP3 become really standard for, pff, what, 
I, three I years. feel like four years. Yeah, I, I would say two years at the earliest, but yeah, two, three years feels right to me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Unless they fast track it like they did with HTTP2. That was rushed. I, I will definitely say that HTTP2 was, was rushed, which led to a lot of disagreements, but that's, you know, that's a whole other can of worms. Yeah. Now, Quake in general, I also wanted to talk about. So, mm-hmm. brief it's rundown. It's, it's speedy. <laughs> no, it's quick. It's not speedy. It's very fast. Quick. Quick. <laughs> yes, it's very fast. Must there be some protocol to like supersede quick called very fast? <laughs> so, it does make a lot of network performance improvements. A lot of kind of efficiency measures basically and udp alone does help a lot because it doesn't have that lower level synac handshaking going on right it was like i said it was developed by google i think they originally developed for inter-server communication for like events like a uh the fuck's it called what rabbit mq message queuing oh message queuing. Yeah. yeah i think i think they originally developed for message queuing if i recall correctly but it's you know it's it's kind of expanded in purpose and implementation since quick sort of i don't i don't think it requires tls but it strongly encourages it much more so than http2 and it even hands you know it it handles all of the key negotiation things like that within the protocol itself which is nice so that that will take a lot of load off web servers and and off your browser stack the lower level that can happen and the better Specifically, it was also designed to handle oddities, we'll say, in like mobile networks. Like, say you're you have your phone and you're streaming music from a website using HTTP three. I don't think you can because I don't think any mobile clients currently support it. But you know, let's let's say you're doing that and you cross, I don't know, you cross state lines or whatever. You eventually will switch mobile towers. Uh-huh. And well, okay. Quick is designed to be very resistant to that, causing what, a disruption. Wait, 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 what do you, wait, 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 wait. What do you, yeah. what do you mean by Quake is resistant to that type of disruption? Because I mean, they, the handover, the, designs... the handover from tower to tower or even sector to sector is supposed to be seamless, unless you're changing from region to region. That's the only time you would experience some sort of issue. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we're assuming region to region, but so I mean, in, that's in... a significant jump, though. I mean, region to region is is not. There is a threat, there is, is there or is there not a point where you cross a certain threshold where your phone switches over to the stronger signal on the newer region, right? Yeah, but a region okay. is is a much larger area than right. you're thinking of. But like, I know, it's, it's, like, like, it's like country, almost southern, continent kind of thing. Region is, well, is southern thing. Florida, so like my right. like the, the right. very so bottom part, right, so here's not the, thing. the keys, so here's the, the very bottom part of Florida up to like a little past Fort Lauderdale, essentially, is a region. Right, 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 right. So even when you switch towers, uh-huh. there's still a handover. If right. it's If you're using TCP right. for something, it still has to reestablish that connection. Now, yeah, you don't notice. that's a soft... Well, here's the thing. You that's don't a notice. handover, and you don't... No. Right, you shouldn't notice it. It's still re- it still needs to reestablish that TCP connection. It right, still right. needs to re-handshake and all that. Right. But they you don't notice usually because on Spotify, for instance, you usually have a buffer. A buffer. So you're working through that or buffer your, while or, or it your connects. call is you know they they figured that part the the part of the call out that yeah you know, calling and, and data are are totally different right, right, right. in the mobile world yeah as far as data is concerned though like if you're on one sector you're still technically on all three sectors essentially is what's going to happen you're technically pointed to one sector but as soon as you like start to move between them it's going to start that handover. 
And by the okay, time all that to say, one, all that to sorry. say, say you're commuting sorry. to your grandmother's house, right? In a, in a one horse sleigh. Sure. Over Fine. the hills we go. Doesn't matter. Okay. At some point, you will switch towers. When that tower switch happens, there, if you have an active TCP connection ongoing, such as HTTP two, not one, but two, where it wow. has a persistent connection option. Yeah. It needs to reestablish that connection. So with Quick, they address that by, hmm. number one, it's UDP, right? So you don't need a handshake at all. And number two, they have unique connection IDs as part of the protocol. Now, I, would, I can't wait to see how this is going to be abused, but it does sort of have a method of, theoretically, identifying a client and a server together as a, a persistent session, like as a context despite where the actual IP is coming from, mm-hmm. which does make me think they're, uh, they're, that, that just seems ripe for abuse to me, but we'll see how it works out. I mean, the IETF usually does a pretty good job with this stuff, and they, they're very excited about HTTP3 and Quick, so I'm not, I'm not too worried about it, but it, it does seem like there would be some interesting new attacks and exploits there. Yeah, so and, and another thing about Quick is you can implement it in the application space, user space. It doesn't have to be done in kernel, like TCP, UDP, whatever. So there is a little bit of overhead from that, but the speed benefits you get from Quick typically supersede that amount of extra overhead. So you're still coming out on top in terms of speed. Right, right. I think that's really all I I have on Quick. Again, you know, I'm going to link to the actual RFCs and stuff so you can read more into it if you're interested. But Quick itself is still... I mean, it's not new, new, but it's still pretty new. You know what I mean? Like, it, not a lot of things have it implemented fully. Mm-hmm. So, Jathan, did you have anything to add? It sounded like you did. No, not really. Really? Well, then? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, it's the same thing. It's like, so I if mean, you have just talked about the concept. I yeah. get it. So if you have 30 yeah. clamshells. It's not like something that you can Hold go out on. and play with really right now. So <laughs> yeah, Well, you can. It's... There is as of like as of the June twenty twenty release, you can implement HTTP three one of the drafts in Nginx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point is, like, there would be no reason to. Oh yeah, and also yeah, yeah. it's likely not you're not going to do it for real. So at um, least not yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of curious to see how it's implemented now versus how it might change when slash if it gets actually canonized into an RFC. But really, I'd say right now that's probably the only reason to run HTTP three is just that curiosity and, and getting a sneak peek at what it could be. Um, but like I said, you know the spec does change a fair bit, so you know it's, it's fairly volatile. So don't expect your implementation to behave the exact same way that it it currently would if you implemented it now. So that's why I say you know hold off on on prod deployments for HTTP three by all means, but. You know, maybe maybe play with it in your lab a little bit and see, you know, do some benchmarks just to see potentially the speed difference you, you will get once it's, once it's formalized. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Jathan. If you have 30 clamshells. If I have 50 websites <laughs> and 35 of them are HTTP 1. 64. How many websites am I multiplexing? 72. I bet there's like 7% of the population of web browsers can't go to your website anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but but how many how many websites am I multiplexing? How many support multiplexing? I don't remember, honestly remember what you said. I thought none. Zero. No. If I... <laughs> I, wait, wait. If I They're all on websites. HTTP 1, right? 
No, if I have 50 websites and 35 of them are on 1.1, how oh. many can do multiplexing? It depends. What are the other ones on? Oh, you know, that's. You got me there. They could be 1.0, <laughs> could be sub 1. What the if it's like 2 and 3? The rest are HTTP 2 and 3. I suppose it'd be 15, but Correct. you know what you're doing and you Fantastic. probably don't. Fantastic. Lovely. Jathan, what are your 15 claims? So what I wanted to talk about briefly was something that we talked about in Discord in the past few days. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. And essentially, somebody basically asked us, asked, like, what kind asked of... Us or asked yeah, us. Asked us. Asked us? Asked. Yeah. Axed. I got axed. You got axed. Yeah. We got axed. I got the axe. He married the next one. I'm going to ax you. And they asked us, basically, like, they want to be a sysadmin. Yeah. They're fresh out of school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What types of jobs should they actually be looking for? They were like, well, I see these positions labeled as, like, systems administrators, and then I see SRE, and then I see mm. systems architects and all that kind of stuff. Hold on, I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to sneeze, so I'm going to mute myself. Hold on. Yeah. Say eat you. It helps you not be so loud when you sneeze. Eat you? Eat you. What is okay. this cannibal bullshit? Okay, yeah, so... I have, and I, have I think that that's a really valid question. It is. It and is. I think we probably have talked about this a little bit before. Tangentially. Yeah, but I just wanted to touch on it now because, you know, admittedly, when I started my job search, when I decided I was getting a new job recently, mm. you know, I had the same experience. I was like, you know, I would go to whatever website and look up like sysadmin jobs, but then I would also have to type in like SRE and then I'd have to type out site reliability engineer and then i have to type out Oof. you know linux operations and like you mm. have to check all these different avenues and it begs the question like what the hell do i actually want to do and what kind of job do i want mm. and what's really tough about it is like at a lot of places that use the cloud mm-hmm. in particular sre has just become the new term for like anybody doing operations yeah even though that's not really technically what an sre is by definition mm-hmm. or not what it was by definition when it was invented if you will right so here is my recommendation and advice on this, and you guys can throw in whatever you want. But mm-hmm. first of all, if you're just getting out of uh, college, I talked about this actually with Control Byte uh, last night one night I was gaming and I was streaming a little bit and he just showed up and was like picking my brain. It was cool. And we were just kind of talking about how you can't really go to school to get a degree in systems administration. No. Well, they they do offer them now, but it's almost not worth it. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they do. But yeah, but it's also it's not what it should be. If they're going mm. to offer it, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. It's also, admittedly, like, I feel like it would be really hard to put together a good degree anyway, because I think it's mostly experiential in a way that you're not going to get from a college class. Really, I, I would love to see apprenticeships become more of a thing in our field. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. yeah. Fucking apprenticeships. Absolutely. The, the fucked up thing is a lot of systems administration fields require some sort of bachelor's or associate's degree now. And they shouldn't. Because that shit well, doesn't teach you a goddamn yeah. thing. And I've been yeah, doing this for whatever. 18 years, and now I'm I, I honestly this. think... Well, I don't want to get into that, because that's not what this is about. Right. Right. But anyway, so what I wanted to point out, though, is, first of all, if you're just out of college, in my opinion, I mean, maybe you have, like, rich parents you're going home to live with or something, but just take <laughs> what you can get, because you probably need a job. Mm. So that's that. Yeah, but, I agree with that. I mean, just but more to the point, the somewhere, you know? What's important is not what the title of the job is, but what I would recommend is like, you know, we all would say, okay, we're sysadmins in some capacity, but Peyton's job and Brent's job 
and my job, like they all look vastly, totally different. Yeah, vastly, vastly different. different. Vastly different. So what I, I recommend, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't anymore. I mean, but, I do to, no, I do to like <laughs> right. grow it or whatever, but I don't like. I, I know I'm referring to your old job where you were like a storage. But even admin now, like you don't you don't deal with cloud shit at all. Right. right? I don't. Like it's all in house for you guys. Yeah, so. it's all in house for me. Absolutely. And I'm I'm at this weird thing where I don't really mess with the cloud. It's it's VPSs, which is not quite the same thing. Anyways, right. so anyway, what I recommend is sitting down with a piece of paper and actually writing down what you want to do. Like, and a couple of different facets of this. Like, sit down, write down like what types of technology do I want to work with? Do I want to help manage a data center, mm. or do I want to work with the cloud? That's one yeah, big question well, right there. Can, can Are you I just a interject rack something? Monkey or a desk can, job? Can I interse- interject something really fast, Jathan? I mean, realistically, if you look at those job advertisements, a lot of those things that are in there as requirements are not necessarily requirements. They're just buzzwords yeah, that some HR jockey threw in because yeah. someone else said that they would be good. Like, if you see a job that you think you would do well, apply for it. You may not get well, it. Well, yeah. But, you know. Go out and try it. You never know. They may say, like, okay, great, you're hired, and then all, you're an admin now, you know? So, like, don't limit yourself to just the th- jobs you think you can do, you know? Getting yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not even talking about that, though. Right. But more at, at a basic level, like, first, you know, like, if you are dead set, like, you want to learn, you know, bare metal networking and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. a cloud uh-huh. operations job is not going to get you that experience. No. no. So, if you, you know, that's something you absolutely know you want, then don't apply for, like, SRE... Or a cloud engineer, or whatever. I would say, but the other thing, lines, well, keeping in line with that, make sure you read the res, like responsibilities section of the job posting because that will get that's going to be your number one indicator of where your focus will actually be. We have a ton of places now calling things SREs that are actually systems engineers. Some are even just straight up systems admins, you know. But they it's they're just thrown at SRE because it's the hot title now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Jathan touched about this a couple seconds ago. SRE, the way the role was originally designed, is their entire purpose was just to increase uptime. That's it. That's it. That that was their entire job, was just to find ways of improving uptime. Right. That's the title, Site Reliability Engineer. But that's not what you see nowadays. You know, it's been kind of appropriated into a bunch of different roles. So always read the responsibilities section of, of the job posting. That's going to give you a better idea of what the role actually is, where that act, where that yeah. experience will gain you. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's going to look a little bit weird if your end goal is to be, you know, the the rack admin or, or you know, the the net ops guy and, at and, a data center, and it says CRE on your resume. But yeah. you know, that's that's what that interview is for, and and that's what the rest of your resume is for. So well, and then also if you don't have, worry too much about that. Also, yeah. if you have questions about it, I mean, you should e- email the person posting it and and you'll ask hey you know what's my day-to-day like you know before yeah, you even get yeah, that's there, a good like what would my day-to-day a, be like you know that is a good i mean maybe not do it on your cover letter email or whatever sure sure, sure but sure. definitely if you land that interview ask during the interview yeah yeah absolutely. that's yeah, a yeah. great question yeah, and absolutely. so that's the other thing i was going to say is not just the distinction between like you know cloud or bare metal operations or whatever but also think about what you want your day-to-day to look like because yeah. You know, like my old job, I would say I was working as more of like a pure sysadmin, but it also included user support, end user support. Mm. My job now, I would say, is a little bit more fluffy, honestly. Like fluffy? Yeah, like I'm doing. I don't 
get my hands nearly as dirty, you know, actually logging into systems and stuff. Mm. But I also, I don't have to talk to any people, really, other than, like, my well, my that's, coworkers. That's closer and, to what the goals of engineering is rather than administration. Administration is you're a computer janitor, right? You're maintaining systems. You're actually logging in. You're fixing what breaks. Engineering, you're sort of design how they should work. Yeah. You're not really hands-on on the actual systems. You're, you're designing you're designing systems, basically. Yeah. yeah, like, I help lay deployments out, but then... Then it's out of your hands. Yeah. It's kind of out it's, of my hands. It's, it's a really different role for me. It's good. I mean, it's a great experience. I'm learning about AWS and stuff. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know what they have your current title is, but I would say you're a cloud engineer now. I'm considered an SRE. Yeah, and that's the weird thing, isn't it? Because yeah. you're doing no SRE-related stuff. Well, kind of. I mean, I do have to maintain uptime. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's... <laughs> Yeah, that's not but like your entire role. Uptime, you know? It's uptime, not my entire uptime. role. My server's yeah. been up for 987 days. Uptime. I will say, if your ops team is like, I don't know. So that's the thing. 30 is we don't people really or less have, don't have that SRE. We don't have any pure ops people. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, anyway, all I'm saying is I would write those times of things down. And then I would totally not look at the title of the position almost at all. Yeah, yeah. Literally, just go read the description and the responsibilities and say, you know, to yourself, does this align with what I actually want to do and what I think I would enjoy doing or the experience that I'm looking for? And if so... It's like capabilities. You don't want to waste both of your times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Then apply. But it doesn't matter. Like, you want to be a sysadmin, don't write off SRE jobs. You actually Mm -hmm. want to be an SRE. Uh, Good luck, honestly. I mean, just yeah, apply. It's, because you, you never it's going to be hard to find a job that's actually advertising for an SRE that's really like a true SRE. That's an actual SRE. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you'll find that at Google, maybe Apple. Apple, Google. Microsoft. Facebook. I, I mean, the big I mean, players like, that yeah. actually maintain like giant clouds and infrastructure yeah. are doing that. Yeah. Like the Here, big 10 the or thing. whatever it is. Apple but. wanted to talk to and hire JPOM. So, I mean, you know, if he could get an yeah. interview Oh, yeah. Apple, you were going to be an SRE. You know, I was going to be an SRE at Apple. Yeah. Yeah. And... The reason was because I had the systems experience, but I also could write decent Python. Yeah, you could automate things in such a way that it would decrease uptime or increase uptime. Yeah, or and actually, what I would have been doing there is deployments with Puppet. Okay, that's see, that's weird because Apple absolutely has the resources to have a dedicated SRE, but it sounds like their SRE is a little bit of more of a hybrid role. Eh, it sounds maybe, like it's not. a little bit more deployment engineering, systems engineering than it is. Actual, sorry. Anyways, you know, I'm getting a little bit off topic. So the person who did ask, was it Mystic Rule? Who was it? Yeah, it was, it. Uh, no, it was no, uh, no, it's Hiccup. Hiccup Master. Hiccup Master. Hiccup Master, yeah, yeah, thank you. So Hiccup Master, if you're listening, the direct ex- suggestion I would have for you is, yeah, number one, think about what your suggestion or what your preferred field is, your focus. But probably at the beginning, you're going to be stuck with a junior system and roll no matter what. Yeah. That's kind of like the first rung on the ladder. And then the ladder kind of branches out in different directions from there. But junior system is going to be your first step on that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of junior system admins start in a help desk role even too. Yeah. Or help desk. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it, is, very it can be hard way. to break out a help desk. Though. It can, so it can. do be careful with that. It can, yeah. yes. Don't yeah. get soft. Don't get complacent. If you get a help desk role, take it. And then learn he everything says he had you a, He said he had a comp side degree, though, right? Yeah. I that, think that's that, what he said. He, yeah. He, yeah. He may be able to skip that tech support role. May, maybe. Maybe. On the ladder. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. So so shoot for junior admin. Actually, Hiccup Master, contact me off 
contact me on Discord, depending on if you you're in there You can just ping him on Discord. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Yeah, when we're done recording, just pick him there. Yeah. You just say it on the I'll episode. do it now, actually. But yeah, that was a really good question. Because Thank Jaython you. just types when he's, you know. Yeah, yeah, he's he's typing up a storm. So, I think that's... Jaython, did you have anything to add to that, to your 15 claims? Did I have anything claims? to add to my own segment? You <laughs> fucker. Yeah. <laughs> you asked us, to be fair. You, you wanted know, our input. I, I have more you to add to his segment, but I won't do it now. What's that? I don't, I don't have anything to add. I'm just being silly. Oh, you're just, you're just being a dick. I'm just, okay. being, a, I'm just being an asshole. Yeah. Sure. Cool. Well, I think that was that was a really good question. I wish we got more questions like that. Yeah, it was Me a good too. discussion we had. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad because I don't want to make people wait for us to answer them. But at the same time, like, well, they're good he actually, things to discuss. I actually asked him because he asked in the Discord. And I said, hey, can we talk about this on the air? And he said, yeah. yes, that would be great. And then we also... Linked him to previous episodes where we had discussed sort of kind Job of this searching. topic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so, you know, if you ask us a question, we will get to it as quick as we can. Obviously, you know, we have usually a about a week and a half. Yeah, yeah, we have a two week or so <laughs> timeline. Yeah, there's a two week gap between episodes, but we record about a week and a half before we release. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit weird. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. By all means, send in your questions, systemindustry.com slash contact. There are a plethora of ways to contact us there. Maybe not a plethora. That's a bit of an exaggeration. No, no. There's it's like it's five definitely ways. a plethora. It's definitely a plethora. Definitely. There's like five ways of getting in touch with us. There's at I don't least a hundred ways to contact us at systemindustry.com slash contact. I would hardly call Just that a, Discord. a cornucopia. Ways to contact us on system. All right. No, we're done there's, here. There's, <laughs> We're not here. This has been Sisyphus Disturbia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. I'm Peyton. See you, bro.